Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Finally Girl, a horror movie podcast where each week we chronicle and examine a beloved cult or underappreciated horror film. I'm Michael, one of your co-hosts, and I've seen, I've seen a lot of horror movies. And I'm Eliza, and I've seen one or two. This week we discuss the 1981 Harvey Weinstein classic (laughs) i guess uh you can definitely tell it's harvey uh yeah we'll get into that soon uh the burning 1981's the burning how'd you feel when you saw harvey weinstein's name (laughs) i was like oh god it's a weinstein production you were like yeah and then like not even 20 minutes into the movie i'm like yeah this makes sense when was the first time you saw this movie um Really? Yeah. I have never heard of it. Which is shocking for everyone, I'm sure. The Weinsteins, they were concert promoters before they became movie producers. Oh. That's how they met the director of this movie, because uh, he directed a lot of uh, rock documentaries. Hmm. Who's the director? Tony Malum. Uh, this really is his... This is really Tony Malum's... Uh, probably his biggest feature film. Okay. That's not a documentary. But yeah, they, they wanted to get into movies. And what did a lot of people do in the early 80s? They made a slasher. When they Hell yeah. Because it was cheap to make. They saw the success of like Texas Chainsaw and Halloween like many people did. So the story for this was apparently conceived before Friday the 13th. Okay. I mention that because obviously there's a lot of parallels. Especially... There is one scene that is all is like identical to Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Oh, okay. Which you haven't seen yet. Yeah. But I mean, it's the campfire scene, not the last one at the end when they come back with different campers, but the first one when they are talking about Cropsy and they have yeah. a fake Cropsy come out. Yeah, they're doing like their little haunted story. Mm-hmm. There session. is an I- identical scene at Friday Thirteenth Part oh, Two. Oh, is it's there? Crazy. Like, talking about, like, oh, there's this guy named Jason, and he haunts a summer camp now. And a a guy in a a fucking, like, wolf mask come jumps out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is random. It is identical. But apparently this was, like, Harvey Weinstein is not credited on screenplay, but he came up with the story. It is based off of a urban legend in the New York, New Jersey era. Area, not era. (laughs) Uh, There's actually a documentary about this urban legend, too, which I've seen titled Cropsy. Really? They don't mention... It's been a while since I've seen that documentary, but I'm pretty sure they don't mention this movie at all. Huh. Interesting. When was the documentary made? 2009. Oh, okay. It came out in 2009. But yeah, this is Harvey Weinstein's... uh, This was the first movie he ever produced. Really? Okay. Yeah. Bob, his brother Bob, did a couple things before this. Nothing of note. But this is it. This uh, This is the movie that kicked off... His long, successful career in Hollywood. <laughs> and his Oof. decades-long sexual abuse. Yeah, it all started with this movie. Because, yes, there's even a story from this movie. Oh, is there really? Yeah. Wow. So this was filmed up near Buffalo. Okay, that makes sense. Did He exposed himself to an uh, intern. And this was just when they kind of... This movie really started uh, dimension... Or not dimension came later on Miramax which was their big studio for a long time oh okay and they 
kind of became the Weinstein Company after a while, but this is the start of that as well. But yeah, he exposed himself to an intern. Her name is Paula Vahowiak. Vahowiak. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Yeah, she went to Weinstein's hotel. And she was like, what, 18? She was, I don't know how old she God. was. I think she, she was in her early 20s. Oh, that's awful. She was going to give him checks that he needed to sign. Uh, he was wearing a towel. He eventually dropped it. <laughs> Soon dropped it. He asked her for a massage, which is a <laughs> common thread throughout these stories. Is that he, he asked for a massage. In the feature film that just came out uh, at the end of last year, she said, that's a, they mentioned that quite a few times, a lot of stories. I don't know if this is the first one, the first uh, reported incident, but uh, and I'm sure it happened the before then. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it happened when he was a rock concert promoter. Oh, I'm positive it must have. Disgusting. But I thought it was important to introduce you to the the Weinstein's because they're gonna be big players next month. Ugh. I don't know if I should say big players, but they're gonna be mentioned because they do. A toy around with some of like Wes Craven's creative decisions in Scream. Okay. So you said you saw this movie a few years ago. What did you think about it when you first saw it? I like it. I don't. I, you I, like it? Yeah. I, I. I. You know, it's not a. It's not a bad slasher. Is this like a solo movie? It wasn't. Didn't have any sequels. No. No. Nothing like that. Okay. No sequels. Okay. Good. I like it. Uh, I think Tom Savini's work's really good as usual. Yeah. And maybe maybe it's Jason Alexander being it because I'm a big Seinfeld fan. Maybe that 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 probably does help. I don't mind like the at least I mean there's a lot <laughs> yeah there, there's a lot of um for lack of a better word rapey men. Oh yeah, you know, at this least is there, at the, least there's two. At least there's two. One of the rapiest movies I've seen. Yeah, it's probably the rapiest movie I've shown you. Yeah, very uncomfy the whole time. Yeah, I mean it it definitely uh. You know, when you, you watch the movie, you see the Weinstein name, and then <laughs> get these characters. Awful men. Like, the the men in this movie, besides Jason Alexander, he was the only good guy. Besides Todd. Todd, whoever played Todd. Todd's okay. Yeah, he's fine. All yeah. the other ones were even, awful. Even, like, our... I, I guess he's our final boy. Todd, yeah. Todd no, and Alfred. No, Alfred, I would say, is our, like, final... There's no final I boy. I think Todd would be the final boy, because he was there at the beginning. With Cropsy. So, yeah, yeah, there is no... T- unless you want to say Michelle I just, is the final I feel girl. Like, I feel like Alfred is the final boy. Alfred sucks. I hate yeah, Alfred, so he's, he's, I, he's, I would even, rather talk. Even him, he's a creep. He's, we, yeah, we Alfred's get a big to, creep. We inter- the way they introduce him is that he's spying on... Sally. Sally in the shower. <laughs> yeah, or Karen. Was uh, it Karen I or Sally? I think it is Sally. Is there even a Karen in this There's movie? a Karen. Who's Karen? Karen dies. Karen is the one that Eddie keeps going after so my bad okay. sally was um glazer's girlfriend or girl i don't think they were actually boyfriend or girlfriend i couldn't tell yeah him spying on sally in the shower which i thought for sure it was going to be cropsy coming to yeah, get her yeah. which obviously we were meant to think yeah meant to think that playing with your uh, expectations and i was like oh my god get this creep out of the camp so yeah very rapey movie uh I mean, you know, obviously it plays different now with everything in hindsight. But 
I even in the eighties, I would think that people would be like, "Oh, like, cringy." I don't think it would be that. Oh God! Even before the Harvey Weinstein, all that stuff came out, I probably would have thought that this was a really rapey movie. Yeah, I, sure. I don't disagree with you, but I do think, like, I don't know. I do. Th- I like the Cropsy story. A little yeah, bit. I, I just didn't like the characters. For the most part, there was three characters that I liked. I I don't know because like. I do compare this to the first Friday the 13th, and I honestly, like, I like how this cast interacts with each other more than I do in the first Friday the 13th. Yeah, they do seem more like they all know each other and have known each other for a long time. They played friends very well. And I feel like well. that I attribute a lot of that to Jason Alexander. Oh, yeah. Because he, he was phenomenal. definitely feels already here. This is his first feature film. Wow, he seemed very relaxed. Yeah, it, he already feels um more accomplished yeah. here than anybody else. I agree. He seemed like the veteran. He would have been about 20 or 21. Wow. Yeah, because you thought he was. I was like, he that. looks 25. But then again, I saw recently that in Seinfeld, the pilot of Seinfeld, Jason Alexander was 29 years old, and he looks about 40. <laughs> so. I think it's his hair that makes him look older. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the the curse of us, of of our people. Yeah, our I'm, people, and I mean bald people, not, <laughs> <laughs> not white men. I mean, is Jason Alexander Jewish? No, he can't be Jewish. I don't think he's Jewish. I'm not sure. I don't know. He is a white man. I can't find much about what he thought of the movie or like what he. Uh, what he thought at the time he was asked on twitter by somebody um about making the movie and he tweeted this response if i could could remember that long ago i would and they were asking if they had if he had any interesting trivia but he goes on and says tom savini on special effects was was genius and a really cool guy mhm the special effects were really great in this movie. So Tom Savini was the director. No, no, no. He's a special effects makeup. Who was the director again? Tony Malin. Why? I don't know why I want to think that Tom Savini was also the director for some reason. But the the pyrotechnics in this movie were from de la creme for eighty one. Yeah, isn't that oh, what that's called? I guess the, the yeah, fire. The yeah. fire when Cropsy's on fire at the beginning of the movie. That was awesome. It looked really real. Well, because he was real. I'm sure he was in like a a, a suit. A suit, yeah. yeah. But it was awesome for 1981. Yeah. It was amazing. Even for now, a lot of the effects in that movie were really great. Oh yeah, yeah, it definitely holds up. Oh yeah, for sure. Tom Savini, he, you know, he turned down Friday the Thirteenth Part Two to do this movie. He said he liked the script more. Ugh. And between 1980 and 1981, Savini did special effects on five different slasher movies wow so in 1980 he did friday the 13th the maniac and in 1981 he did eyes of eyes of a stranger the burning and the prowler he said he felt like an an assassin just mowing down teenagers left and right (laughs) hey five movies in two years that is pretty nice that is insane i don't know how he did that he did not have a life 
you said Tom Savini's now passed, right? He's no, not. no, he's alive. Okay, well, I'm really Still not. lives in Pittsburgh. He has his, uh, his schools. Did we talk about that before? No, no. So he has a school? Yeah, he's a special effects school. Really? Yeah. Where at in Pittsburgh? It's, it's in, um, I don't know, the George Romero schools in Manesson, so. Oh, wow, okay. Huh. Tom Savini's school. Oh, no, okay, no, the Tom Savini school is also in Manesson. I think they work in conjunction. Wow. There's also another big name that made their film debut here. Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter? Yeah. Who did she play? Sophie. I don't remember which one was Sophie. She was one of the... She wasn't a big big character. Yeah, I don't remember her at all in the movie. She doesn't make a big big impact here for sure. Not like uh not like Jason Alexander for sure. Yeah, he he dazzled on screen. He was so handsome in his little short shorts. <laughs> yeah, Hunter she would break out later in the decade with Raising Arizona, with the second Cohen Brothers movie that same year. She was in broadcast news and she'd be nominated for an Oscar for her performance. So she was well on her way to stardom pretty soon yeah. after this. And rounding out the cast, you have Brian Matthews as Todd. Yeah, he was great. He was one of the three characters I liked. You didn't like Todd. Did you? Todd was the oh, main yeah, guy counselor. Like yeah, I liked Todd, Todd and Michelle. And Dave, I think, was Jason Alexander. Probably the highlight of his career. Okay. Outside of, he appeared on a, a soap opera, Santa Barbara, on NBC. He was in 34 episodes of that. Okay, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it didn't. Not a big soap fan. No. Yeah. Leah Aries, Aris, however you say it. She plays Michelle. Oh, I like the Michelle. The other, like, big count, the other counselor, I guess. Yeah. You could she was, like, the girl's counselor. Yeah. She's in a lot of guest roles on TV. She's in the A-Team, The Love Boat, Fantasy Island, 21 Jump Street, you know, wow. et cetera, et cetera. Cool. She's also in Bloodsport and Robert Altman's The Player. So she uh, she had a pretty good career. She was really good in the movie, I thought. Yeah. I don't doesn't really leave an impact on me. I thought she was fine. Oh, she left an impact on me. She was standing up for her girls getting all raped on. Yeah, but that's that, that's the care. I mean, I like, know. the performance-wise. Yeah, I thought she was really good, especially when she, we'll talk about it later, but when they come back to the camp on that raft, and she's like, look at these kids. Like, I'm not making all this up. I thought she was great. Yeah, I still... I still think that's just like that's the character's intention. I don't think like anything she does in her performance I think there so. stands out. The way she runs up the stairs and I thought she did a really great job. I defend her. I think she did fantastic. You have Brian Backer as Alfred. Alfred sucks. Another film debut. He was also in Fast Times at Ridgemont High Ooh. the following year. He also won a he won a Tony Award for starring in a Woody Allen play, and yeah, he sure does a look like somebody who would play a Woody Allen type. Yeah, he definitely does. Yeah, the scrawny guy. Another abuser. I know. I was just about to say how ironic. And we have Larry Joshua as Glazer, the bully. The yeah, he sucked. Predator. Another film debut. He. Would go on to have a long career in TV and film. 
He's also in a lot of small TV guest roles. He's appeared in Lost, Law and Order, SVU, CSI New York, NYPD Blue. The list goes on. You may remember him as the wrestling promoter in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. After Peter beats up on Macho Man Randy Savage, he's the guy who uh, pays Peter. I barely remember that. I can't even picture what his face looks like. Well, I tried. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I've seen that movie yes a few times, but no, I wouldn't recognize him from that. This summer, if you're planning to go camping, don't. If you're looking forward to midnight swims, don't. So we start off the movie at Blackfoot, Camp Blackfoot, which is where I guess the whole Cropsy story comes from. So in this urban legend, was it Camp Blackfoot? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. We'll have to watch the documentary. Is the documentary available on anything? I don't know. Someone can watch? Okay. Look it up. (laughs) Look up this documentary about this movie. Watch it. Well, it's not about this movie. It's about this urban legend. Because this is based on the urban urban legend. legend. Okay. That's still really cool. But anyway, this is when we first meet Todd as well as the other kids who decide to play a little prank on their uh the caretaker where did they get the skull this random human skull mm-hmm. to light candles in I it has worms it's fake, on it. i guess and they put worms in i don't know if they were doing it so weird random and cropsy wakes up and he's just like oh no let me swap this <laughs> onto myself and then okay so as soon as the kid who is putting this whole prank together goes into the caretaker's place i see the cans of gasoline and i'm just like oh well i know what's gonna happen here and of course he catches a blaze and at first i kind of feel bad for poor cropsy because you you kind of do i feel like i don't know if it's just me yeah i I mean yeah i think you're definitely i mean i think you're definitely supposed to feel for him it's definitely one of the more sympathetic uh, antagonists we've dealt with on this podcast. Yeah, like when he's at the hospital and they're releasing him. Yeah, they. Like, <laughs> oh, it's so mean. They were yeah. so mean. Yeah, I would probably, you know, I mean, like if I were a burn victim and people like reacted that way toward me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, do- I, the the literal medical staff at this hospital were like. Look at this freak. Yeah, look at this monster. Get a lo- If I were this freak, I'd kill myself. <laughs> like, like, oh my um, god. The the one guy refers to him as a burnt Big Mac. Yeah, he said he is cooked like a Big Mac. <laughs> I, I think he looks more like a raw piece of meat, but... Um. <laughs> I think he kind of... He, uh, the way I describe him when we first get a glimpse of him, and I was like, oh, he's kind of like Freddy krueger A little bit, yeah. I could see that. But then whenever they release him from the hospital and they're like, it's going to take you a long time to get adjusted. And Yeah, he even one of the when the doctors are talking to him, one of them says, try not to blame anybody else for yeah. what happened, which is so on the nose, obviously. <laughs> but then I'm also kind of like, OK, so, yeah, maybe the kids didn't expect you to catch on fire. Right. They just were playing a prank. Yeah. But they were also really encouraging it. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel after I got burned alive and then five years of 
skin grafts that didn't take and spending my time in a hospital that doesn't care about me at all calls me a freak on the daily i would not be a happy man and then he gets a hooker and she's horrified of his see the way it the way it plays out to me is that she is so horrified by the way he looks and then he kills her that's the way it plays oh i think so too i don't think he was coming there to kill her i think just her seeing his face and her reaction made him go ballistic but i did think it was ironic that his weapon of choice were these garden shears and he kills her with scissors isn't that cool? I, w- I saw the scissors, or later on when he starts using the garden shears, and we hear the ghost story about the garden shears. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so weird. He used scissors at the beginning of the movie for his first kill. How did you like her kill? I don't even remember it. I remember the blood. Sp- <laughs> the only thing I remember, like, I'm sure I can look at my notes and know you exactly how she died, but... I do remember specifically the blood splatter all on the dresser. There was a shot. There was probably like 10 seconds of the camera just on the dresser mirror. And yeah, there okay, there's the blood splatter on the mirror, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the kill at all. Actually, no, we just I didn't even look night. at my notes, and I just remembered it. He sticks the scissors into her stomach and then moves the scissors around in her body. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah and fine. then he does other stuff, but I can't remember. But, ugh. Sticking scissors into someone's tummy and just moving it around. Yuck. And then we get Jason Alexander. Yeah, we go to Camp Stonewater, which is somewhere near Camp Blackfoot. Blackfoot. I can't even remember the generic name. I think it was only like a couple miles away because they were only on the river for a little while to get to the next. Yeah. Or lake or whatever it is. I, I, I assume it's a river. I think it's a lake. I think it actually is a lake because a river would be a lot faster and slow. And that lake was pretty still. And we already talked about Alfred spying on poor Sally in the in the shower. What do you think about a uh, cropsy vision? If we get more killer POV, it really looks like someone smeared some Vaseline on the camera. <laughs> yeah, it does. I don't really understand the. Uh, I really don't understand what the. Um, the creative intent I do. behind that is. It's because of all the skin grafts on his face. So, like, later on in the movie when we see a better picture of his face, his eyes are kind of looking out of these skin grafts that are all around his eyes. So, they're they're kind of obstructing his vision, the way they did the surgeries on his face. Yeah, I just don't think it was aesthetically pleasing at all. I don't know, really know what... It was not. I personally didn't like it. I understood where they were coming from doing it. Um, and I also did not like the music either. So the music changes every time we get a POV from his um, eyes. The music was not memorable at all. At all. It was boring. And there was just like, they were like, oh, when we when we have a POV from Cropsy, let's just put a minor note in there. And it'll just throw the whole thing off, you know? Just get them all scared. And I was like, this is the laziest piece of music. I've had in the hor- in horror movies that we've seen so far, that you've shown me so far. Um, at the beginning uh, of Camp Stonewater, when we're first getting introduced to it, I get kind of a little jealous because I never went to summer camp. Did you ever go to summer camp? Closest thing I ever did would have been 
sports announcing camp. How many days were you away? Weeks or two. Oh, okay. That's fun. Were you at like a cabin? No, no. it was at it was at Waynesburg University. Oh. So it was like it, we stayed in dorms. So it oh. was like being it was on a college campus. Yeah. I guess I, the closest I ever went to a summer camp was in high school. There was this program where people nominated two people per class. I don't I can't remember what it was, but you people nominated you to go and attend this program. And it was at a summer camp. And I stayed in like a cabin with friends and stuff. Yeah. But it was only for like two days. Yeah. And it was during the, the school idea year. Of summer camp sounds terrible to me. Oh my god, it Still seems does. like so much fun. I wanted to get a job at a summer camp. Like be an activities director. That would be my my dream job. Living in the woods. No air conditioning all summer. I'm okay with that. I didn't have air conditioning when I lived in New York. That was four years. That's not true. Yeah, you get you get a air conditioner unit. Just put it in a window. You can survive. Yeah, I can. I, I, yeah, but yeah, you're you're too modern for a summer camp. <laughs> Michael's living in 2023. I can't. Uh, what am I supposed to do all summer? Talk to have these fun. People? Yeah, talk to people. Hang out outside. Go swimming. You love swimming. Yeah, they're not gonna let me swim all summer. <laughs> Get in a canoe. I would kayak all the time. I would have so much fun. Anyway, I was so jealous of them at the summer camp because it looked like so much fun. And it was a beautiful location that they were filming at. Speaking of swimming all day, they have this scene where they're at the lake and they're all swimming around and Glazer pushes Alfred in the pool. But then he go or in the pool, in the lake, and he goes to swim with the girls and then they shoot him in the butt with a BB gun. A pea shooter. A pea shooter, and we see Jason Alexander's BB booty. guns around in that game. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a BB Have gunner, you ever seen a, a Christmas gun. story? A Red Rider BB gun oh, that was from the fifties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think BB guns have been around for a while. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a BB gun enthusiast. So I wouldn't know. We had one. My little brother got one when he was a kid. I don't. I never had one. Yeah, I had one. It was always fun. David and I, my dad used to set up uh, cans outside in our backyard and let us shoot cans from a distance. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I just played Call of Duty. Like a normal kid. (laughs) No, I played outside as a kid, so I don't know. But yeah, we see Jason Alexander's hairy butt because they're showing him, they're showing Glazer their butt. Was it hairy? It was hairy on the lower part. It wasn't hairy on the actual butt. On the lower part? Like the lower part of his cheeks. Like on his upper thighs up to his the lower part of his butt cheek. Mm. If you want to see his butt, go ahead and watch The Burning. Is The Burning available for free anywhere? Or yeah, we watched it on Prime on Video Prime. last night. It was on Prime Video. I, I think it's on Paramount Plus too or something. Okay. I thought you had it on DVD or something. No, I don't I don't like this movie enough to own it. Yeah, I can I can see why. After they get back from the lake, they go to the mess hall, and this one kid is so obsessed with his vitamin E, he has to leave to go get his vitamin E, which seemed very weird. Yeah, Woodstock. Oh, poor Woodstock. Cropsy does him dirty later on. But we see Cropsy kind of looking in through the cabin, and that's when I thought the killing was going to start. I thought he was going to kill them at this camp. I didn't know they were going to go to another location, which it's kind of nice that they did, because... There was a lot of little kids at this camp. So? I think Cropsy has, he has some kind of 
guilt or conscience. conscience. That's the word I'm thinking of where he can't kill a kid. They're all like older teenagers. I don't know. Michelle and Todd did not look any no, older than but the like other kids. Woodstock looks like he could have been 15. Yeah, he looked like he could have been 15. You're right. And then we find out that they're going on this uh, camping trip for a couple of days. and Or a canoe trip. And they all take these canoes out and they're all messing around on the water. Yeah, we get a uh, music similar to Friday the 13th when Kevin Bacon and... <laughs> Oh, yeah. His friends are driving in that truck. Very Beverly camp. Hills. I'm like, what random. Beverly Hills? Yeah, like the Beverly Hills Hill. Uh, the Be- Beverly Hillbillies. I meant Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, my God. It was very Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> All of a sudden, this redneck music comes on for no reason. And then by the fire that night when they uh, take a rest, we get the story yeah, of Cropsy. The scene. That reminded you of yeah. part two. I mean, it is like it's it, um, like almost identical. When you see the Friday the Thirteenth Part Two in, in June, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm sure we'll bring this up. I'll be like, oh my god, that is the exact same thing. But we find out he was kind of an evil guy. So at the beginning, they don't really find out why they're pranking Cropsy. They're just like, let's get him. He sucks. Everyone in, Snoop, you in. <laughs> dog you in and we find out that he's been like tormenting kids with garden shears and uh drinking two bottles of whiskey a day sounds like a hell of a guy well (laughs) i mean i'm not advocating for drinking two bottles of whiskey a day but what does that have to do with him being a bad guy well, he's supposed to be watching over these kids at a summer camp. No, he's a caretaker. He's not watching over the kids. He's just taking care of, like, the grounds and, like... Oh. I thought he was, like, a counselor. No, no. You can see, even at the at the beginning, you can see... When he comes out, when he's on fire, you can see a sign on his, like, cabin. It's a caretaker. Yeah, caretaker. That usually means, like, he's a maintenance guy. Uh, I did not put that together. Okay. But I mean, like, I guess presumably, yeah, he goes kind of an, an ass, but. But he got, pl- like, he says he got pleasure from hurting and scaring people. Yes, yeah, they say in the urban legend, yeah. Yeah. In the, in, the, in the campfire story. And Eddie is the one in the mask that pops out and scares everybody. That was a jump scare. There was only two jump scares for me in this movie. This one, and then we'll get to the other one later on. And if you're thinking about being with someone no one can see you, don't. Summer, a legend of terror isn't just a campfire story anymore. They say he smashed his way through the bunk room door, just a mass of flames. I cried out, I will return, I will have my revenge. Eddie is nasty. I don't like him at all. I hate You called him, what do you call low rent Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> yeah, I think I Which did. Which I don't really, I don't <laughs> see at all. He like was. He's, he's like an Italian, like, Jersey guy. He's New Yorker, the worst. maybe. Yeah, their accents were all over the place in this movie. That's another thing I didn't like. But I guess it makes sense if it's summer camp. They're coming from all across the I state they all or the country. Like, like New Yorkers or, or New Jersey. I mean, you were probably just listening to Jason Alexander the whole time. <laughs> Glazer's fake New York accent was awful. But, yeah, Eddie and Karen, Eddie's trying to make a move on Karen in the lake, which was just awful. Like, if you want, like, tr- if you want 
to get triggered watch this scene. Um, if he uh-huh. like, well, hold on, that was not that was Glazer is from New York. Glazer's from yeah. New York. I like we're it. at New York, New York City. He's born in New York City. That accent sucks. He says his that. That's probably his real voice. God, that that's an awful voice. I thought it sounded authentic. Oh, you, yeah, this Sally's my girl. Sounds like he's trying to do like. That's what people in New York <laughs> sound like. I don't know about that. I think you're thinking today where we've become like so like against accents. You notice? I feel like we're very against accents. Like everybody as has, a people. Yeah. Like in 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 media, like no one can have a especially especially in like news, like no one can have an accent. Like that's that's well, that's always been a thing. That's been no. I mean, I think I think it's definitely more so now for sure. Really? I don't know about that. I like accents. I like good accents. I don't like that guy's accent. I mean, it's a real accent though. It didn't. It sounded forced. It's a real accent. Maybe I mean maybe he was hamming it up, but like that was the problem. I think he was hamming it up. Yeah, but Eddie and Karen in the lake, and he's just so mean to her. But then I was hoping that, so we get Cropsy POV at this point, watching them in the lake and stuff, and I'm like, okay, cool, Cropsy's going to kill Eddie, kill him dead. He goes after poor Karen first, who just had this traumatic experience happen to her. Yeah, she she turns him down, and she gets killed for it. Yeah. And then Eddie lives for a little while. After Eddie literally screamed at her to get the fuck out of my face yeah. because she didn't want to have sex with him. Uh, it made me so sad. And she was so sweet. She was such a sweet little girl. Anyway, I'm sad she died, not Eddie. But yeah, he slits her throat with the garden shears and then sticks them in the tree trunk, which I didn't really understand why he stuck the garden shears in the tree trunk because they never got back to that. So what was the point of being so dramatic of putting the garden shears in the tree trunk? I don't know. It was just a fun shot, I guess. The director, what was his name again? Tony Malum. Tony Malum. He was obsessed with having long shots of just blood dripping down. The kills were so fast in this movie, he just kind of skips over them, and then we just see blood dripping down of whatever. So the garden shears in this instance, the dresser mirror at the beginning of the movie Later on, we see the yeah, blood dripping I, down a girl's arm. Well, I'm like, can we see, see the kill happen? Well, okay. For longer than two seconds? One thing that is important here and what's going to be important definitely for from Friday the 13th is that it's probably not necessarily the filmmaker's fault that we're not seeing these kills. We're not seeing the, them for a very extended period of time. It's probably the MPA's fault. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I felt like the kills were but I mean, in Nightmare on Elm Street, the same year, right? There was a whole room. Nightmare on Elm Street is 84. Okay. But it's, yeah, I know. It's not too much longer. Even Friday the 13th had better kills. I think the reason why Nightmare, I haven't, I I have to look into this, but I I think the reason why Nightmare gets away with it is because it's, 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 dream sequences i think that's why that's ridiculous even though like they're actually dying in real life in the movie yeah um i think that's why it gets away with it but you also have to think nightmare you don't you see a lot of blood but outside of like you do see that first kill with how much i mean 
you see her like writhing around. Yeah, which you is don't. Great. You don't actually see him piercing her skin. Yeah. You just see the marks being made. That's true. And then you think about ha- Halloween had like no blood. Yeah, but you could see the kills at least. Not really. I mean, you can kind of see them, but not really. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it was better than this. At least it was better done. Like it Texas looked Chainsaw, more you authentic. Don't really, you don't really see the kills. See, and the, but that's the thing is that they played it off better. In this movie, I don't think they played it well. Maybe, yeah. It just kind of skipped well, over Well, I think it. also, like, those are better movies in... In general, yeah. In <laughs> this, a lot of it is relying on the creativity of the kills. And I think there's one scene that, I mean, kind of carries the movie. Oh, yeah, the one on the raft. Yeah. Is the most definitely, that's the Which best the part. the one that is... Probably the most, I mean, it is the most famous from this movie. So, in the morning, they find out that Karen is gone. And they just assume that she took the canoes because the canoes are also missing as well. So, they think that they just, that she just went back to camp because I guess the camp leader back at the home base told her, told her that she can go back home if she feels uncomfortable or anything, which already is like, they're just making excuses for all these rapey men throughout this movie. They're just like, oh, if you feel like it's not great, you can come home. And I'm like, she's like being forced to have sex and then she dies. So I don't know. But they go looking for her. Obviously, she's dead. I'm I'm wondering, I'm like, where the hell did he hide her body? Which we find out later on where her body went. But... Uh, just random that he just and how does he have the strength to move this body he's been in the hospital for five years it's insane well, he's rested up for five years yeah okay <laughs> so they decide to build a raft to go back home back to the camp to try and get help uh, more canoes at least and they build this insane raft a la naked and afraid if you've ever watched Naked and Afraid, you know what I mean. You don't like Naked and Afraid for some reason. I don't understand. I don't like a lot of reality. T- I mean, like, I can watch, like, you know, Jersey Shore with you, but I can't. I'm not going <laughs> to watch Naked and Afraid. I love Naked and Afraid. But anyway, they happen upon one of the canoes, and I'm wondering at this point, did the did Cropsy just lay in this canoe and just expecting them to come out and find him? How did he expect them to build a raft and go back towards the their base camp? Doesn't and he's matter. just he's just hiding in a canoe on the water. It's so random. It's fun. The, well, well, the it's only fun. reason why I excuse it's it fun. is because it is a fun kill. Um, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. It does matter. But doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He hops up and kills all of them. Yeah, great scene. Great work from Savini here. Yeah, I agree. I really liked all of the effects, all of the blood. The blood in this movie was very good. The coloring was great. I think I've already mentioned I really like the blood that he's done in other movies that we've seen, or other movies. Well, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Yeah. yeah, the blood was really great. Yeah, Woodst- Woodstock gets his fingers lopped off. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Eddie's kill is similar to Kevin Bacon's. Yeah, right in the throat. And it w- it's done similarly, where it's a fake fake body, and then like his head's real. Yeah, you could tell a little bit. I think the Kevin Bacon one was done a little bit better. 
And I was glad that Eddie got the worst kill. Well, I don't know if it was the worst kill out of all of them, but it was pretty brutal. All of those kills were really brutal. Yeah, that raft in the water, it did not look that thing moved at all. Like, no. Did you notice that? It was like uh, anchored it down. It did not look like it moved at all. <laughs> and then when the raft finally floats up to where the other kids are waiting, Michelle's like, oh, I'll swim out and look at it. And a dead, like a disembodied arm, she pulls off the raft. And then what happens? Like the body like floats up. Yeah, that was cool. I loved that. I didn't know how he just kind of floated up there. It looked very real. It looked really real. It looked awesome. And I'm like, so she uses that raft later on. Well, they use that raft to go back to uh, Camp Stonewater. Yeah. Is what it's called. And I'm like, did they just push the bodies into the lake? I mean, what are they going to do? Do you think they brought them to the... I would have brought them to the shore. I I don't know. And pulled them out. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I felt so bad. I'm like, those are their friends. They just were like, get out of here. You're dead. You're useless now. Well, they have have to go... There's a killer on the loose. Yeah, but respect your friends. You're probably going to die anyway. Luckily, they didn't. But... They don't have time to be, like, burying them. I wouldn't bury them, but I I would have... I know, but like pulled them ha- to shore at least. It's awful. What an awful way. I mean, they already died awfully. What's the point? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so the creep, Mister Alfred, is watching Sally and I wanted to say Gunther Glazer. <laughs> uh, Gunther. I don't know why. I don't know where that came from. But Glazer and Sally are canoodling in a in a sleeping bag out in the woods there was a sleeping bag it was an open sleeping bag and then a comforter underneath them and i really thought she was just sitting on the ground no there was like a white blanket or comforter and then they had a green uh sleeping bag i just like i thought that like added to like the just how terrible this experience was for her because i thought she was just on the ground no remember um glazer when he came back to her he pulled the sleeping bag down and then surprise garden shears to the head so good but alfred's watching them and he sees cropsy kill glazer and he sees that sally is dead and he goes back to find todd who is like oh shoot this is happening again or not happening again but this is actually happening and come to find out we're really close to the Blackfoot ruins for some reason. That are apparently cement walls. I was literally <laughs> about to say that. I was like, wait, I thought they were cabins. And it feels like it's like a, I don't know, like a maze. The it way does. it's shot. Like I, I w- it could be like, like 20 by 20 feet. But like the way it's shot, it seems like it just goes on forever. I think it was a small amount because I kept seeing the same blood stain on the wall over and over again. But... It just didn't make sense. And also, in five years, it got that much overgrown, that much growth around it. I mean, five it. years is a long time. Nature I, doesn't doesn't just wait. It looked like that. those ruins had been sitting there for, like, 30 years. And it looked like it was, like, an office building. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and not a uh, summer camp. Something that's not, it definitely there not was like no, a cabin. There was no sure. remnants of a summer camp there at all. Yeah. yeah. Made no sense. And I feel like he, at this point, I'm getting the idea that Cropsey really came back for Todd more than anybody. And I feel like at, he's using Alfred as bait. That's why he doesn't kill him immediately. I don't, I mean, okay. I don't know if he'd nest. I think he's just out to kill 
well, camper. In that case, he would have killed Alfred the moment he had the chance to. Instead, he put the shears in his arm up against the wall and held them there. Why wouldn't he just kill him like he killed everybody else? I think he's else? just toying with. I think he's just playing with him. I think he. But I think he just knows that someone's coming for him, and he's just playing with his food. But I think he knew it was Todd and knew who Todd maybe was. Maybe he obviously. does. I mean, maybe he does. But we finally get to see a clear vision of Cropsey's face, and then we get yeah, it's like clips. I, Tom Savini describes it as like somebody just like stretched his face. Yeah, it he, does look like that. He said he didn't get like a lot of time to do the makeup. Yeah, which honestly, like, it didn't really matter about his makeup as much as all the other kills. I feel. Yeah. I feel like his face was the least the kill, important the part. Kill, the kills are probably more important because I mean, you see the face so so few. Yeah, you know, for a short amount of time. Yeah, but we see clips of his other kills that he's done throughout this movie, while he's burning fire towards Todd. And Alfred all of a sudden gets some gumption. The flamethrower. Yeah, flamethrower. Like, that's like what need, it's called. I feel like there should uh, somebody. Uh, we need a slasher with more flamethrower kills. There's not enough flamethrowers. I kind of wish he would have killed Todd with the flamethrower. I think it would have been interesting to see him like burn his face off or something. That would have been fun. As much as I like Todd, or maybe to Alfred, that would have been interesting. I don't know. I think he could have done something with burning one of them alive yeah i was kind of disappointed that he didn't that he just ended up being the charred one the whole time i'm like what set someone else ablaze for once i mean freddy doesn't set anybody i mean not in the first i can't think of yeah but he doesn't even have anybody else but he doesn't have a scene where he's holding a flamethrower no but like he like like this guy has a flamethrower and he's not even using it correctly room he has a boiler room yeah, a boiler that's true, room, but Liza. that one girl gets Eliza, burned. <laughs> a boiler room. But the main girl, what's her name? Nancy. But Nancy, she gets, she gets she's just like on a pipe though. Yeah. Like she was like uh, you know, under getting her flame. blazed up. Yeah, blazed up. What is she getting high? <laughs> yeah, could be. But yeah, Alfred gets some gumption and finally takes the shears out of his arm. And I'm like, why didn't he do that earlier? Whatever. I mean, that's what he's a little guy. It's garden shears. He's like, oh no, my buddy Todd is gonna get killed. And so he takes the garden shears. The only one who will stick up for my... For my creepiness, yeah. yeah. And he takes the garden shears and gets Cropsy in the back. Yeah, the the ending here is anticlimactic a little bit. Well, this is where earlier I said there was two jump scares for me in the movie. This is where we get my second jump well, scare. Well, there's a jump... Well, did you forget about the jump scare and the, the rasping? Because he pops out. Wasn't that my other jump scare? Oh, no, the jump scare... I didn't get that scared from it because I expected... Well, it's a jump scare. It doesn't matter if you got scared. I but meant it for is. me. That's why oh, I said jump scares well, for well, me. Well, I <laughs> but uh, I did expect... I actually expected Karen's body to be in that canoe and not Cropsy. Yeah, but he pops kill them. up. Yeah, he, did. he does pop up. But this jump scare where Cropsy comes from behind Alfred and Todd because all of a sudden Cropsy gets the shears to the back and the music just is like very triumphant like we saved the day yay the calvary whatever we're all gonna live and cropsy comes up and then they just set him on fire and i'm like this poor charred man overall i mean that is cool imagery at the end the axe to the head yeah and and i really like that 
I really like the axe to the head. It was really cool. And this is also one of your big slasher tropes, and it's going to be mentioned in Scream. Is like they're they're never actually dead. They always come back for one more scare. That's why I asked you if there was a sequel because I mean we we saw. I know you always say Halloween Two doesn't exist in the the movies that we were watching before. Well, the 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 David Gordon. Yeah, Green. for the David Gordon Green films. But it's like at the end of Halloween, too, when they set Michael Myers on fire and then he still comes back. Well, not that you know. As far as you know, maybe he doesn't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You got me there. You got me there. But anyway, overall, not awful, but ugh. Just a cringy movie. Very rapey. Just like the the character. I mean, like, I can't defend the characters. There's no defending and uh, as far as the but actual I don't movie think they necessarily i don't think like they advocate for these characters like i don't think they except for alfred alfred's a little except for Al- they alfred, definitely advocate alfred's for the alfred. one alfred's the one that that i can't cannot the girls defend his characterization because it's not like it's not like they play off glazer to be this great guy or eddie to be this great guy well i think eddie the guys kinda, do eddie, but eddie, the girls okay. maybe, don't maybe, maybe eddie yeah maybe eddie and the girls were like no honey karen was afraid of you yeah like you're i mean you're and, gross you're and nasty like, you know if if the weinstein name is enough to keep you from watching this movie that's fine too because like i don't well even i'm if not want to like, take that even out like it. even if I, I don't have to like I I enjoy this movie. I don't think it's, you know, it's not it's not a masterpiece. It's not not even like a slasher masterpiece. But I think it's like a good time. Yeah, like if for I the take most part. out the rapey parts and stuff, I still am not a huge fan of it. Just because of everything I've already said, the music was boring. The kills were so fast. I can, um, yeah. Jason Alexander was the best part of this movie, and maybe it is because we're Seinfeld fans. But yeah. I thought he. I think shined you can see screen. some of his like Seinfeld inflection in this too. Like, there's one point where he's talking to Glazer and he's like, "Are you crazy?" Like, he does it mm-hmm. in like that Seinfeld um, rhythm that they they talk in. He's so good. Um, but yeah, everybody or everything else was just. It was like it was just a movie. What's your rating? Two out of five. Two out of five. So, yeah, that's definitely. Two and a half out of five. We'll, give, half, we'll wow. give the half star to Jason. Yeah, I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, I didn't like it. I think it's on par with Friday. I don't. Oh, I love Friday the 13th much better. Yeah, see, like, but a lot, of, right, people, though, a lot I... of people do. A lot of people love that first Friday the 13th. I just, I don't, like, I, I just feel like there's a lot more to come in that series. But, like, I think it's, like, on par with Friday the 13th, the first Friday the 13th in terms of quality. I wish we could meld the first Friday the 13th and this movie together get the camaraderie that we got from the campers in this movie or the counselors and people people do praise the camp like the campers and the characters in the first Friday the 13th and I don't really I, yeah, I don't, I don't was connect boring. with any of them Me really. too. I mean like Alice is like I like her as a final girl and I think oh yeah yeah she definitely has a great or Adrian King's performance is great but yeah, like there's no, uh, there's no sense of camaraderie like you said. Yeah, um, like these, there is here. It definitely seemed like this it movie seemed, like, seemed way more it campy. It seemed like people had a lot more fun doing yeah. this movie. Way more fun. It, it like I said, it seemed more campy, and 
I just wish we would have seen more of that in Friday the 13th. Maybe it could have even been better. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I like a good camp movie so far. I like the camp movies. And I'm excited to see more Friday the 13th stuff later on, too. I know we're getting to Scream next month, but... Yeah, we're doing. Yeah, got one. We're gonna do one more slasher before we get into the Scream franchise, which I haven't decided yet. Which what we're gonna do? It might be another summer camp movie. I don't know. That'll be fun, but we still need to do like a a vampire movie. We're gonna have to wait on that until after Scream. Okay, sounds good to me. There's not many. We're still in our slashers. Yeah, like I said, we're getting. I I want you to get entrenched in the slasher tropes because a lot of especially the first scream there's a lot of talking it, it, it's very as i've i don't know if i've said on this podcast but i mean it's not like it's obviously it's very meta and it's very much about slashers so yeah we gotta get you entrenched and like i wanted to show you friday the 13th because yeah you spo- told me that scream spo- will spoil it yeah yeah scream spoils it in the first five minutes so like but I am excited to watch Scream. I've never seen it, obviously. So <laughs> I am excited. Isn't Drew Barrymore in Scream? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm excited. But any final thoughts? I think we. I think we got. I mean, I. I think I said like three out of five. Yeah, you said three out of five, <laughs> compared to my two point five out of five. We're going yeah, we're to go pretty see. Pretty much a, on 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 uh, similar wavelengths for this movie. It was all right. We're going to see a scary movie tonight. What are we seeing? I don't want to say. I, you don't want to say because you're scared. I don't know how to pronounce it really. Skinnamarink. <laughs> I think it's Skinnamarink, but that should be good. We'll tweet about it, I'm sure. Maybe. If we like it, or if we hate it. Maybe. But if you want to see those tweets, follow us on, at on Twitter and Instagram at Finally Girl Pod. Yep. And check out Spotify. Yeah, r- r- rate, rate us on wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's very important. Yeah. Seriously. We've got a lot of I'm listeners, but we need some ratings. Please rate <laughs> Five I'm, stars. I'm, I don't know what else I'm going to have to do. I'm on my knees right now. I'm begging <laughs> you. Uh, yeah. We'll see you next week. And what? wait, next week is not Scream, though, right? No, 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 it's not February yet. Okay. How many times do I have to tell you it's February we start? February. Oh, my God. February, like like Valentine's Day, the Super Bowl, that month. What's the Super Bowl? <laughs> All right. 